You know what? Uh, you know what's a weird thing I've been doing? What? I've been smashing hot sauce like crazy. I've Is been... it to get you high? Because I know people that do hot sauce to get high. Okay, maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's a, maybe that's kind of it. That's because it gives I'm you just... a huge rush. Yeah, I'm covering all my food in hot sauce. I thought you were about and... to say you're covering yourself in hot sauce. I'm like, that's neck level, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm covering all my food in hot sauce. And like to the point that all I can taste is the hot sauce. And I'm actually have to start worrying about how much money I'm spending on hot sauce. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Hi, welcome to Movie Butts. I'm Arnie Joe. I'm Dane. Oh, that's that's yeah, okay. That's a solid three out of ten. Anyway. I'm smiling. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. Um, this is our uh, movie podcast where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic. I basically put a bunch of aggregates into a spreadsheet that includes IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the box office, the budget, the audience and critic scores, and um, it spits out the best and the worst. Today we're talking about the best, which is uh, Alien for the uh, Alien series, which includes Prometheus and Covenant, and the worst is Alien Resurrection. Yeah, we didn't include Alien vs. Predator. That's I not canon. Yeah, it's def- it's it's actually literally not canon, and it definitely would have been uh, Alien vs. Predator, Predator Requiem is the worst, and I mm. actually can't stomach that film. Like, it's 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 in that bad category that's unwatchably bad, you know what I, I mean? I didn't like, see it. I saw the first one. I didn't yeah, see the, the second one. The first one. one is kind of, like, schlocky fun. You know, mm. like it's not good, but it's like enjoyably bad, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, you can switch off and go, it's an alien and a predator in the same movie. But with the second one, it's like, it's the, the, the film is literally unwatchable because it's just so underexposed. You can't actually see what's going on. Yeah. I remember when the first one came out and I must've been like 13 or something. Mm. And, um, that was the first film that was like something I created in my head. You know, it was like a, like these days you have plenty of movies that you can say it's like a fan fiction film. Yeah. That, We're living in the world being, of that now. Yeah. But I remember that being the first one that I was like, oh my God, it's like a fan fiction film. And I was so excited and then was so disappointed. Did this film come out the same year as Jason versus Freddy? Uh, Alien vs. Predator. Because it's the same thing. Like, I think they came out pretty close. No, I think it came out, yeah. It was like a year later. I'm pretty sure Freddy vs. Jason was 2003 and Alien vs. Predator was 2004. Yeah, it's just, it was a weird time where they literally were running out of ideas to sell fucking tickets to movies. That that was the beginning of it, which is why we're now getting... um, Avengers? Yeah, whatever (laughs) shit's coming out now. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the... Again, so we're not actually including the Alien vs. Predator movies because I feel like if we did that, then we'd have to include the Predator films as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like have it as this big canon thing. But um, the math was actually really interesting. So Alien won every category for the best. 
It has the best IMDb audience score, the best Rotten Tomatoes audience and critic score, the best Metacritic score, and it has the best uh, polarity between its budget and box office. It literally queen sweeped it. Um, yeah. And then uh, for the worst, it was actually almost a tie. So it seems that audiences don't like Alien Resurrection as much because it scored really shit on IMDb and on the Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Mm-hmm. But critics don't like Alien 3. So yeah. it was pretty close there. But at, in, at the end of the day, Alien Resurrection had a bigger budget and didn't make as much money. So that kind of pushed it over the line. The one that I think we both thought was going to be the worst was Alien Covenant. Is the I was actually so sure it was going to be Alien Covenant. It's, it is so aggressively mediocre, it didn't even score on either end of it. It didn't score on the good or it didn't score on the bad. It's the only one that got no points in the game. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was surprised to see it has like 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I'd, well, okay. So my, my theory is, is that as movies are coming out, there are more people writing reviews, more people are getting are writing reviews for modern films. So I feel like it just averages out a little bit, mm. you know, like it's easier to get higher ratings because of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there are movies that aren't 94%, but they're getting 94%, like like Black Panther. Like people love that film, but it's, it shouldn't be in the 90s. You know what I mean? But I just think, yeah, just specifically with Rotten Tomatoes, there's just something going on there. It's not... It's. I, I think. It, I think there's some some funny business going on there. I think honest. there's some funny business too, but I'm not going to get started on that because yeah. it'll become about that. Yeah. So the thing is with um, but but then also with the audience scores, it's also fucked because you know how people cancel shit or people decide that some they don't like something. Yeah, like a group of group of bloody cool guys get Simp together incels. and review bomb Simpy incels or something. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. Captain Marvel getting like review bombed before it came out, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then I'm sure there's a bunch of fucking people that hated Last Jedi, so they like bombed the fucking. Do you know what I mean? Like they 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 don't want yeah. something, so they bombed the reviews. Like people yeah. were going on about how um, Rise of Skywalker has better audience reviews than Last Jedi, but if you actually look at the audience reviews. It's about triple the amount for Last Jedi, like three times as many people wrote reviews. <laughs> so I did the I did the math. If you if you did the amount of reviews for the Rise of Skywalker as you did for the Last Jedi, it'd actually be the same. Mm-hmm. But I think people just stop giving a fuck. To be honest, like I think that's yeah, what that's happened. why I think like Rise of Skywalker didn't get review bombed because they just didn't care that much. Yeah, it was over. People stopped giving a single so, fuck. Yeah, whatever. Fuck but um, but yeah, well, we're, we're going to talk about the uh, the kind of darker side of things. Came out similar time to Star Wars. Um, the the best in the series, like I said, through the math is Alien. Um, do you want to give us a plot description of Alien, Dane? Yeah. So basically, it's everyone knows, but it's basically um, uh, space truckers uh they're 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 on this spaceship and they're they're hauling a bunch of ore back to earth and um then they get an sos or, or a message from some nearby planet so they go and check it out and then an alien gets on board and then it starts killing them off one by one that's pretty much it yeah 
Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, it's 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 pretty simple, you know. It's it, a lot of it has to do with the tension and you know the design and all those elements. But at the end of the day, it's pretty much a uh, just a horror film, you know. Oh, it's uh yeah, it's it's um actually kind of a cliche horror film. That's not you know, I'm not having a go, but it's like uh Freddy. What the fuck is that other cunt? Oh, Jason. It's like Friday the 13th. You know, you have um, like a, a group of, of people, you know, like seven or eight people. And then they, then there's a, there's a threat and it's killing them off one by one. And then they all panic and they're like, oh, it could be anywhere. Where's the threat coming from? And then it builds tension and then and it fucking gets one of them and... And there's a one, there's one survivor at the end, and well, yeah, it's just a fucking classic horror film. But all the key ingredients are amazing. Instead of it being shocking and crap, yeah, so everything the- has so much care and effort put into it. In terms of the the fucking the 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 cinematography, the design, mm. the sound, like it, you can't really com- you can compare it in terms of form and structure to those kind of movies, but those movies look like shit, yep. you know? Mm. This is this is one of those rare movies where my Blu-ray copy mm. looks amazing. Like, like, I'm watching it on the TV, and it looks like it was made yesterday. Like, that's yeah. how well this film has aged. And I think it has to do with the use of practical effects and design. Yeah. You know? Uh, the design is, um, is what makes it a standout for me Mm. so like you said the design of the alien shit also you know like the home world that the aliens from uh and then the design of the ship and everything you know all that i'm I'm, in terms of design i actually and like form and like in the i I hate using i I hate the word mise-en-scene (laughs) because <laughs> it's a wank word everything in the frame 99 percent of the time is perfect yeah you know? there's a couple yeah. of moments where you could nitpick like i noticed there's one shot that's out of focus and i'm like whoa that's bizarre you know yeah. but like that's nitpicking when in terms mm. of like and it's how would you describe the the fucking design like it's 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 a weird it's, it's futuristic like in, it's like future industrial. Yeah, it's like it's like if the fifties or something like I don't know how to describe it. Um Is it is it I wouldn't call it seventies though. Like is it is it really what you they thought the future would look like in the seventies? It feels separate. Like it's almost I don't wanna say steampunky, but it's almost that. No, I just felt like it was like a modern industrial spaceship. Like it kind of looks like the, um, you know, the bowels of a, of a ship, uh, like a, like a boat or something mm. like that. Mm. And it's like the whole ship is kind of designed like that. They took inspiration from 2001 of space odyssey. A right. Like I read that. Plus also you can tell with like the lunchroom, especially. Well, like uh, I'd say 2001 has a bit more of a modernist idealistic yeah design to it yeah very sleek but and and that's something i've noticed more and more happening in in hollywood movies like sci-fi movies is that things are becoming a lot 
cleaner and more idealistic and mm-hmm. like it's that it's set hypothetically in the same time frame but things are all white and shiny and aerodynamic have you noticed that in recent design for like sci-fi mm. shit yeah definitely i have but, and, but um, this and stuff i hated was just it because rough. that's one of the things i really liked about star wars was um yeah, what what George Lucas coined, and it's what I read, George Lucas coined the term used future. And um, I read that the screenwriters for this um, took inspiration from Star Wars. They liked how, you know, shit looked used and grimy and, and very machine-like. It wasn't this, um, you know, uh, Star Trek-like future where everything's like, slick and cool and, and almost like magic I, again it's idealistic you know yeah 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 it's almost the opposite of that you know yeah and it offers them um it offers them a chance to get really creative with the lighting because um there's a because of the, the it's like an industrial ship it means there's uh there are sections of the ship that aren't lit like almost at all you just have like light coming through bits of machinery and tubes and stuff so you get this really cool um effect happening with the light there or when you know uh you know shit really kicks off you got these like orange and blue sirens on top of the on the on the ceiling and the flashing lights and stuff and just helps everything it just helps to make everything look really cool which is why almost every shot in this film is uh, um, amazing. It's it's it, it comes down to the the cat people conundrum, you know that there was a film back in the thirties or forties called The Cat People, and and like Jaws, the reason uh, things are scary is because we're afraid of the unknown. So if you have mm. something just draped in darkness, which I I I respected even more this viewing of the film, it just helps with that tension. It's palpable; you can feel it. Yeah. Um, there, there's some, I don't know what it is. Cause I've watched in recent times, I've watched all of the, these films. There's something about the film stock he shot on. Cause when's the last time you watched aliens? Uh, a few years ago, probably maybe like five Would you agree ago. that this film looks better than aliens? I can't remember to be honest, but I was, but I haven't watched this in ages. I had it on mm. DVD and I, I, I only took the plastic off to watch it now. Um, and I was, I was amazed at how good this film looks. So I wouldn't be surprised to learn it does look better than Aliens. It's I, kind of stunning how good this looks. It's, I, I think it's, uh, it must be the film stock or the restoration they did for the Blu-ray or something. Because it just doesn't, the others just can't compare. Yeah, this. I was thinking that when we watched the um the other one, which we'll talk about next time, but yeah. um I was thinking like, why the fuck does Aliens still look so good? Um, and why would they go through so much effort to restore it, like to to look this this clean? Well, it's because uh, it's yeah, and I was wondering I if it was if uh yeah if it was the fi- what like which film stock they were using, also like lenses yeah well it uh, it's it could be that the lighting and the way it was shot lends itself to restoration also i just had a realization ridley scott the director of this is infamous for 
to, he's like George Lucas level when it comes to like playing around with his films. Okay. So hypothetically, he may have had a lot of input in restoring it because he fiddles with his shit. So maybe that's why, you know, because he fucking sits down and thinks about that shit. Like how many versions of Blade Runner are there? Like seven? Yeah. You know? Well, it's, yeah, I reckon it's probably uh, worth looking into Mm. because I was curious about that too. Mm. But yeah, it looks fucking good. And I wasn't watching the Blu-ray. I was just watching the DVD. Watching the DVD. Of of the theatrical cut too. Yeah, I specifically watched the theatrical. I didn't want to watch the director's cut. Um, I wanted to see it how people saw it uh, when it came out this time. I think I've watched it mainly the director's cut because, you know, if I'm sitting down to watch a movie, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch the extra bits. But I don't know, as I'm getting older, I'm actually preferring the theatrical cuts more. I feel like there's a reason why things are cut out, you know, like executives might not be as stupid as they are set out to be sometimes. um, Except for things like uh, Blade Runner. I like that, that final cut that they made, which is like the true cut, because that is like what the film was meant to be. I have to agree that, yeah, that like Deckard narration is fucking stupid. I, in the original Blade Runner, and it sucks all the the mystery out of it. And Harrison Ford sounds bored doing it. I um I sit smack bang in the middle. I don't like the theatrical cut, and I don't like the final cut. I watched the director's cut before he starts inserting more CGI and shit into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the director's cut fixes, gets rid of the narration, adds a couple of the changes, you know, fixes the ending, but it doesn't add like and redo CGI and crap, which happens in the final cut. And oh, okay. you know, that, that stuff stands out to me. I can see it and I'm like, Ugh, like, I just want to watch, yeah. I don't, you know, it's like watching star Wars and new hope these days. And mm. there's just CGI everywhere. Which is unwatchable just, now. I can't yeah. watch that anymore. It is completely and utterly unwatchable. Um, so I, I went out of my way with this viewing to kind of pretend that I hadn't seen it. You know, I was playing mm. a character. I was playing someone who was seeing this for the first time. And um, I noticed it's actually not obvious who our hero is to begin with. No. Yeah, I noticed that too. Sigourney Weaver is, isn't the main character. She's kind of... She's kind of deep in the in in it built into the story and everything but only th- about halfway to, is it kind of apparent that she's our lead mm-hmm. you know at, at the beginning it's it's uh it seems like the, uh, you're following kind of the captain yeah. more than anyone you know mm-hmm. and then when he dies and i could imagine seeing that at the cinema would be quite terrifying that um you know traditionally the man's the hero and everything and then this guy this guy's just dead now you know yeah, I had to watch it like that because if you know what's going to happen, it can get a little boring. Mm. It's just, it's not boring in a way that you want to turn it off because it's still nice to look at, but that's what was keeping me going mm. because everything else is just tension, you know? Mm. I'm like, mm. oh, who's... Because I can understand uh, watching this in the cinema for the first time, uh you have no idea who's going to get taken out next. Halfway no. through the film, you could think that Sigourney Weaver is going to get it next. Yeah, she she's kind of she's some yeah she's a bit of a background player for the first mm. half. And you it's know? it's and like a it, 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 it's like a traditional slasher film in that way. Now you have a cast of characters who are mostly 
equal and any one of them could be taken out. And that's what creates um, part of the tension. The for me the hu- like again we can keep we can keep comparing it to like slasher horror movies but for me the standout difference is the intelligence of Ripley as a character like mm. you know most most leads in horror movies are really stupid you know yep. and they're always making the stupid decisions and yeah everything. they're usually dumb like the characters in Prometheus are Ali- yeah. Ripley is the only smart one in this film. So, of course, at the end of the movie, it makes sense that she's the only one that survives. Um, I wouldn't say she's the only uh, smart one to say that everyone else is dumb. Well, I don't feel, she's I smarter than everyone else. Yeah, I think she's smarter than everyone else. I think she's the most rational thinker mm. as well. Um, but I didn't find the other characters stupid and making constantly dumb decisions that were frustrating and, um, and just used to move the plot along. I kind I kind of believed that everyone was behaving and, and the way that they were behaving was justified by their character that had been established. Oh, of course. Except I- for, except for the hysterical woman who I just like really wanted to chill out that was too much for me when she's just like not moving and she's getting killed you just want to shake her you know like like fucking move like you're ruining this for everyone by not moving right now no but i I don't mean i don't mean like stupid as in like bad character stupid i mean like she it's i'm just saying she's a good example of a really strong lead character Mm -hmm. you know um and it's it's kind of ironic because she is kind of a bit of a sleeper hit in that term, in in that sense, you know. Like, I I would imagine in an earlier draft of this, she probably wasn't the lead. You know what I mean? And um, they kind yeah, of- I read that. <clears throat> I read that in the um the original screenplay that um the two blokes that wrote it, I forget their names. Um, Dan O'Bannon's one of the guys. Yeah, well, they were shopping it around. And it was specifically written in the script that all the characters were unisex and it could be you could cast anyone in any role because they were focusing mainly on the alien, the tension, and, and the, that's the world cool. and the tension. Yeah. So, um, Ridley Scott, I think, rewrote, didn't rewrite the characters, but rewrote some of the characters in a way that he could then um, cast. Um, cast more effectively. Well, it it is kind of gender isn't really a thing in this film anyway. Like you could literally swap almost all of them, except for like the two really masculine guys. Mm. You'd almost swap all of them, and it doesn't change anything. Which I think is a good testament to a good writer, if anything. Mm. You know, where it's not you're not really kind of relying on stupid cliches for your characters. Ripley could be a dude very easily. What did you think of the android part? I love it. You love it? Yeah. Do you not like it? Mm, not really. What's your What's your issue with it? No, it's just done. Just it's just something that's there, and I'm like, okay. I found what? it scary when he was like flipping out. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah. funny. It just seemed. It just it it made me stop taking the film seriously for a second. He's like mm. flipping around and spitting milk everywhere. And I was just like, what is this shit? 
Right. So does that, does this, because it is a big chunk of the film, does it, uh, is this something that you've always kind of not been a fan of, or is this something you kind of no, really noticed this no, time? No, no, no. And I'd, I'd argue that it's not a big chunk of the film because what happens is he starts, um, like hitting, uh, like Ripley's trying to, um, get the escape pods going or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's trying to basically do something that will not, that won't let the alien come back to earth. And the scientist guy who turns out to be an Android really wants it to come back to earth. Cause you know, they can study it and stuff. Yeah. It's um, in his programming. Yeah. And then he sabotages her plans and then they, they get into a fight and he has super strength and then tries to shove a magazine down her throat. And then he, the other the two, two remaining crew members come in and they start wailing on him. And then uh, he gets his head knocked off by a fire extinguisher. Oh, no, 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 no. He, like, they bash him a bit first and he starts wailing around against the wall, like spinning around and shit and spitting milk everywhere. And then, then the dude fucking hits him over the head with a fire extinguisher and knocks his head off. And uh, turns out he's an android. He's got all these tubes and shit coming out of him. And they were just like, oh, it's a robot. That comes the fuck out of nowhere, right? Everyone knows that that happens now. But again, I was watching this as like, okay, I haven't seen Alien before. And I hadn't seen it for, like since I was like 18 or something. This was like 12 years ago. Mm. And I remembered the android thing being in there. I didn't remember much of it. And then they're like, oh, you're you're an android. That's fucking crazy. And then they, they boot him up again. And they're like, what the bloody hell's going on? He's like, oh, the corporation told me to uh, fuck everyone else and make sure the alien comes back. That's the number one priority. And then they're like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. And, and then they kill him. And then that's it. That's so done with that bit. What's your problem with it? I, just, I think it's pointless. I was just like, what the, what the fuck was that? I could have just had that dude be the scientist and then, uh, and then he just gets taken out by the alien. You have another scene with the alien. They're like, damn, that scientist is gone. Well, well now we, now we can go. He was the only one stopping us. I mean, I guess it's like interesting. I didn't hate it as much after, after thinking about it more. Cause I was like, Oh, it kind of makes the corporation are like the ultra ultra bad guy. You know, they're like the enemy off screen because they're they're always bitching about their bosses as well. Yeah. But I was still like, I don't know, man. That that felt kind of pointless. So you think you could cut it out of the movie entirely, and you wouldn't care? No, because you wouldn't know what happened to the scientist guy. But if he, if that guy just got killed by the alien, it would be like. Um, okay. Because there's nothing leading up to it that makes you go like, wow, what's going to happen with this Android talk? Or, or there's all, the, all this talk about the Android or, or something. There's nothing building to that in any way. It's just fucking random out of nowhere. There's a robot. And then they deal with it real quick. And then that's it. Well, you know, I, again, it, it, it's setting up that um, it, 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 there needs to be an agent behind 
why things aren't going to plan. Otherwise, um, it's it'll just everyone will be acting too rationally and things will just kind of go smoothly, if you know mm. what I mean. So, yeah. like, the only way they can really have that happen is with an android because human beings won't want to die. They'll All the human members of the crew will obviously go, no, fuck this motherfucking thing, mm-hmm. you know? So the only real way to, I think, kind of do it and to set tension is to, is to, is to have it be a robot. If it was literally just them walking around, um, being scared of something in the shadows and then not be kind of this reason to care and reason for us to root them, root for them. I feel like it would be less effective in the in the in, in that second half. It, it sh- it's not like I want to take out the android because it's a simple character and it's serving a very simple function. And the android does make it more interesting and offers us like hints into this universe that we're very unfamiliar with, this this future that we don't know. Yeah. Because we didn't know that they're robots beforehand. We only find that out when one of the, you know, the fucking blood's coming out and shit. And someone's like, it's a robot. And you're just like, okay, I guess there's <laughs> robots in this world too. So it makes things, you know, more interesting. And a lot of the film is like that. Like the alien, for example, um, they could easily, you know, start the film with them floating through space. And they're all waking up from hypersleep. Uh, is that called hypersleep? Whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean. Um, yeah, as they do. And then they get up and then they have breakfast and then they're like, oh, you fucking son of a bitch, where's my money? And then, well, what the, did everyone hear a weird noise? You know, and then the alien's already on the ship. It got on the ship somehow while they were all in cry asleep. Uh, who cares? It's just a threat and this is all just a horror film. But... They went through the effort to make this weird alien world and to give it a cool reason to get onto the ship. Um, and not just like it then sneaks on the ship on the alien planet. Like it fucking jumps on that guy's face and plants an egg inside of him and it fucking bursts out and stuff. Mm. So, you know, the android does make sense in, in, in that same kind of way. Instead of just having... A scientist character you could have like this generic scientist character who's they're like you care more about your science than humans mm. it's like it's a perfect organism we have to study it well the, um, the thing is but instead like, they do this weird thing with it which i don't know so maybe i'm wrong maybe, maybe so I'm he was wrong. kind of sabotaging them a little bit throughout the film you notice that right like he yeah but i thought it was just he was like cliche science character yeah but but don't you think it makes more sense that he's an android with an agenda uh sort of i wouldn't say sense i think it does so he lets them in even though it's clearly a stupid idea and breaking quarantine against what ripley says literally the characters are screaming why don't you just freeze him why don't you just freeze him and do all this stuff but the doctor doesn't want to do that do you know what i mean like the doctor wants to yeah needs to know these sort of things if he's going to send it back to um to earth so it's kind of hinted at early on that he's not on the level you know what i mean and that there's reasons why he's doing these things and Mm -hmm. to make him a robot 
I think it's more interesting that he's an uh, like a robot with less autonomy than if he's just an evil guy. Yeah. Like to me, yeah. evil guy and makes like less a, sense. And he's like a company product. Yeah. And like I said before, it's kind of like whether it's on purpose or not, but the corporation is kind of like the big mega villain of the thing. Definitely. Because, you know, and they always say things like, it, it doesn't matter. It matters what the company wants. We just do as we're told, you know, and then the, the robots like, yeah, they don't give a shit about you. They just wanted the alien. But mm. then I want to know, right? When did they find out about the alien? Was that the thing the whole time? Were they sending? No. So out? they were literally on a, um, on a, on a normal or, or space or mission. And mm. then what happens is there was an emergency beacon and the ship that's within the Wayland yutani company. I think it's implied that whenever there's a distress signal or there's any sort of signal, it's, yeah. it's the, the ships are designed to go there. Yeah, it's, um, I, because, I remember that. It's like company protocol. Like they have to go yeah. there. It's like Otherwise, a secondary task. Like it's their, their main, their, they've got objectives. They've got agendas as a company. And of mm. course, to discover and to obtain alien life is a higher yeah. um, priority than iron ore from the Zenith galaxy. Okay. You know I mean? So, okay. So the robot has programming yeah. that says, by the way, if you find an alien yeah. at all, you're programmed to say that that shit is way more important than pretty much. Else. And you know, it, it, I don't know if it's the programming, but it also she also he's sees, not in contact with them or anything, right? She he is. There's a there's a bit where um, uh, Ripley gets on the computer and finds a message from Earth to the robot saying uh, alien. Uh, survival of alien priority. Oh, that's right. That's what that meant. Yes. Uh, crew expendable. So, mm. yeah, he was talking to the people, but, mm. you know, I don't know. Uh, I think it makes sense that he's a robot, to be honest. No, I don't have good. an issue with it. It's good. It's sick. It's a perfect movie. Yeah, except, except, what about this? Yeah. Were you ever a little bit bored? Say that again, sorry? Were you ever bored? Watching it. Was I bored? Yeah. You, no, you not really. Bored at all? Not really. I got a, a bit bored. The, the, actually, the, there was one moment where there was one shot. Um, mm. It was just after um, they kill the robot. And it's just this lingering shot from far away. And it's just mm. the three survivors walking out with a torch, just kind of slowly walking out of the room and then just standing there and... I was thinking, this is a really slow, boring shot, or is it meant to imply that they're kind of being watched? Um, yeah. I I don't find this... I, I really like Alien. It's my... There were quite a few moments like that for me where I was like... Uh, so, I, I wasn't really properly bored watching it, but the thing that saved me from ever getting bored was how nice it looked. The cinematography... The is, sound design as well. Everything. Yeah, sound design's good, and but also the um the design and the cinematography because I'd start to get bored and lose interest in the plot, and then I'd just be like, "Oh, that looks cool. That's nice lighting. Oh, that's a neat." Well, for the first for forty minutes, there really isn't a threat. You know, there's the planet. There's the the facehugger thing happens, and that's a threat, obviously. But that. Mm. The xenomorph doesn't really become a player until just before the 
second act, you know? So I, I yeah. could, I guess maybe in the first 40 minutes, if you're just looking for a exploitation sort of film, I could see how that could be a bit dull. Yeah, but, just go ahead. Just go ahead and call me a dumbass. Yeah, it might be boring if you're a dumbass. No, no, no. I, I, but w- did you find yourself mainly bored in the first third of the film? You know what it reminded me of? What? It reminded me of when I recently rewatched Escape from New York. And that I find a huge chunk of that movie to be quite boring. And I don't really care what's happening on what's happening in terms of characters and story. Um, but I just like looking at it. You know, it looks yeah. very good. And that's kind of what I was doing here where I was like, yeah, I don't really give a shit. But mm. this is nice to look at. I, I guess I guess people have boredom illicit from different things. Like for me, I'm bored when the elements aren't working, mm-hmm. you know, or, or they're not like the story's not progressing or if something just doesn't fit. Uh, it's, yeah it wasn't me, frustrating because it never it never felt like a mistake like i knew i knew it was supposed to be happening and yeah it was deliberate was me. you know yeah i'm like okay well the, the movie's not breaking in front of me it's mm. this is what's supposed to be happening and hey in 1979 i would have been shitting myself yeah of course if i was in the cinema i would have been hey, very frank. even if i even if i had never seen it before or or especially if i didn't know what an alien was. Yeah. But now there's no one's going to be able to watch this movie now and not know. I think a lot of people would probably be bored with it. If they've seen Alien versus Predator and then they watch this, they'll be like, what the fuck is this crap? Where's the fucking (laughs) giant guy with the swords killing the fucking alien things? Where are the space marines? Now, I don't think it'll be appropriate to talk about, uh, about it in our next review so i need to ask are you an alien or an aliens gal oh yeah i prefer aliens okay you're an aliens gal why is that because it's shooting because it's like an action film yeah because it's an action film and you have sigourney weaver back and you also have old mate from terminator your favorite michael bean yeah and he's he's sick Uh. and you know and then there's then there's heaps of xenomorphs and uh there's all these guys shooting so there's guns and there's action and stuff um but then also it's not stupid you know it's not a dumb movie it's quite a it's you know it's james cameron so it's a competent action film it's just not um you know it's not as classy as this one yeah but hey you know some people some people eat lobster and some of us just settle for crab cakes. Hey, I like both for very yeah. different reasons, but I'm I'm a firm believer of less is more. And um, mm. Aliens does kind of feel like a kitchen sink movie. You know what I mean? Like throw in everything. Yeah. Um, instead, well, instead of having one, we'll have hundreds of them. You know, it kind of feels yeah. a bit like that. Do you reckon that's a true story that James Cameron pitched that movie by just writing alien on the, on their whiteboard and then the S and put a dollar sign through it? Did wait, I've never heard this story. Please, please tell it to me. That's pretty much it. Like I heard that he went in to pitch his project and then he just wrote alien and then wrote an S next to it and then put a dollar sign through it. And they were like, hell yeah. 
that's kind of funny. That sounds that's the so, story I heard. That but that so would American. make sense. That would make sense because um, you have to keep your pitches super simple for for executives. Like they were pitching this movie as um, Jaws on a spaceship. Really? Yeah. That sounds. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm. Oh, what was that? What was I gonna get at? Um, who do you, do you think? Uh, just do you think uh, James Cameron or Ridley Scott's a better filmmaker? Oh, uh, that's tough. I think I think Ridley Scott. Yeah. Um, I think Ridley Scott has the ability to make, uh, you know, a a a more like a real masterclass of a film. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. This is such, this is such a classy film and, um, you know, it has a, it, it has a lot of nuance and sophistication to it. James Cameron. I don't know. I don't think he has the ability. He's no. like a schlock master. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The idiot whisper is, I think what you coined him, right? Yeah. I love schlock that. master, the idiot whisperer. The idiot whisperer. Um, yeah. I think, uh, James Cameron's KD ratio is a lot better simply because he hasn't made nearly as many films. Yeah. So I think if you look at terms of wins and losses, he's ahead. It's um, kind of sad what's happened to Ridley Scott, don't you think? Well, he he's so I think he he's not a writer mainly. So he's he's written a couple of things. Like I think his 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 life and blood went into Blade Runner. I'm pretty sure he wrote wrote Blade Runner. <coughs> Sorry. But um, mainly he's a director for hire and, and he's quite proud of that from what I hear in interviews. So he's, I think he's a bit more um, uh, reliant on the material. So if he has the right material, he's going to make a good film. Like, yeah. like The Martian. I don't know if you ended up seeing, if you saw that one. But that's an extremely competent movie and it does exactly what it sets itself out to do. You know, like it's not mm-hmm. an overly complex film and it works. But then, but then the movie he made before that was Exodus, Gods and Kings, the fucking Moses movie, which fucking <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, what the fuck was that? What the fuck, you know? And then the movie after he made was fucking Alien Covenant. That was the what? That was the thing about um, like that Alien Covenant because I know he was all uh, ladi da about Prometheus. He was quite proud of that one. Yeah. Um. And he really wanted to make the sequel, but then Alien Covenant just like that says to me that, um, and I maybe I heard it too, or I just imagine that that's what happened because it seems most likely is that the studio told him you cannot make your Prometheus bullshit unless you have an alien in it and call it Alien. I, so yeah. he tr- so he tried to compromise with them, you know, and it's like. What are you, like a 70-year-old man? Do you have no fucking dignity at all? You're still taking bullshit at that age? Have you at, seen At him? your caliber of, you know, your legend of, apparently. Have you, have you seen him in interviews or in anything before? Mm, no, I don't He doesn't so. give a fuck. Right. He's the most relaxed person ever. Like, I saw him on a director's roundtable, 
and everyone's like kind of like going, oh, Ridley Scott's here. And, and then at one point he's like, yeah, you know, uh, for Blade Runner, I just called Stanley Kubrick and said, have you got any B-roll from the helicopter from The Shining? Can I use it? And he's like, yep. And they're all like, no, none of them knew it. <laughs> and they're all like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I just called Kubrick. Just the most yeah. relaxed. But he doesn't. They, they're probably like, "Wow, a legend calling a legend." But he's probably like, "Yeah, it's just a guy I knew." Yeah, it's just someone I I knew I could call. You know, we're he's, both just two gross cunts. Making James movies. James Cameron. Back to that kind of comparison. I think he's a bit of a private school kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where where Ridley Scott is, I think he's pretty much a um, blue collar guy. Yeah, working class man. He is a working class dude. Like you, 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 you know, like he was. Ma- he made industrial movies, like, oh, like in fucking commercials before he made fucking movies. He made like a million commercials before he made films. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he just fucking decided one day he wants to make movies, and he and he's really good at mm. it. Um, you can tell that a bit from from this film. I mean, I don't know how much of an input he had in that, but he didn't clearly didn't seem to have a problem with. Um, making it clear in this movie that these people, uh, I think these characters are mostly relatable and identifiable because they're all kind of like working class schlubs. Mm. They're very, very average Joe. It's an average Joe crew. And I think he does that well, you mm. know? Um, but yeah, no, I think he is a slave to his material. Um, yeah. I think I'd much prefer to watch a significant amount of Ridley Scott films than I would. I like I love Terminator and Terminator Two and Aliens, but I'm mm. not. I'm not really turned on by much else from James Cameron, to be honest. Yeah. Doesn't well, really. What does he have? Like two other movies besides them? Avatar. Um, and True Lies. Abyss. A True Lies. You oh know. yeah, Abyss. I forget about Abyss. Yeah. Um. You, More like a piss of shit. Did you... Okay, I'm curious. Did you yeah. see Alien or Aliens first? I saw Alien first. So you saw the first one first? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And you know, I, I probably the- had more I probably had more tolerance for it as a six-year-old than I do as a 30-year-old. Because I remember being hooked on it when I was uh, six. Uh, yeah. You know, I was six or seven when I first, first saw it. The first one. Yeah, and I was glued to the screen, just like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? And now I'm like, boring. Interesting. Where's, where's I, I just, Michael did, Bean with his gun? I did the, I, I did the, well, I started with Aliens. I went to the video shop designed to rent the first one, and then the next time I go, I was going to rent, rent the second one. And because the names are so fucking close, it was impossible for me to tell, like, you know, as like an, a nine or 10 year old or whatever. So I hired aliens and I'm like, this is lit. This is a fucking awesome action movie. Holy fucking shit. Mm. And then my cousin's like, no, that's the second one. So I went and rented alien and I didn't really like it very much. Yeah. Um, first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, the, you know, th- there's no tension. If it was the first one I'd saw, I'd probably would have respected it more. But yeah, I'm also like, it's I want really guns. interesting. Where's the looking. queen? Why isn't Ripley killing things? You yeah, know, yeah, where yeah. are the millions of aliens? What the fuck? You know, like a total twelve-year-old. But as I've gotten older, I've more and more grown appreciation for the original. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I sent you. Uh, I think. I think we should. Is there anything else you'd like to pontificate about Alien? Um. 
No, I don't think so. Except that the alien still looks really good, but I don't think it looks as good as people would have you believe. Yeah, so I think I think um sometimes that shit looks fake. I think the design looks pretty good, but there are points where it's definitely a guy in a rubber suit. Mm. And you can tell in this one. Um I think yeah, the design does get better in some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um clearly like because resurrection i think the design for the aliens and resurrection is pretty cool yeah we'll, we'll get into that but yeah I, I agree yeah um so i'm going to read a the highest voted good review for um alien mm-hmm. uh give me a moment and i'll just get that motherfucker up okay okay so it's a it's a 10 out of 10 a horror classic What makes Alien great is its synchronization of sound visuals and showing great attention to detail. Not only that, but Alien has an unnerving atmosphere right from the beginning. We're introduced to a crew who is not exactly too friendly to each other. Uh, Add to that the ship. It's huge, and with its halls and corridors, it almost feels like a maze. Enter Alien, a a ruthless parasite with humanoid form, yet it lacks any civilized traits of a human. It does have humanoid form, but it doesn't give a single emotion. The design of the monster is what's the most terrifying um, part of it. The creature is also better adapted to the ship's interiors, making a big part of the movie feel like a sinister game of cat and mouse. Um, Final rating, 10 out of 10. Um, I agree with him. Uh, mm-hmm. His opening sen- uh, sentence is pretty much what we said. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, the, the elements really make the film, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I sent you a, the, a bad yeah, I'm review. Just, yeah, I'm just looking at that. I love the title. Yeah, I know. So read it in your, read it if you feel like it. <laughs> okay. It's five out of 10. <laughs> Did I just get punked? Uh, 29th of January, 2008 by dead four seven five. Uh, I'm kind of at a loss for words. Needless to say, I'm very disappointed. I thought the film was one of the most excruciatingly dull I've ever seen. It just dragged on and on, with even the violent scenes were the alien attacks being completely uninteresting because you see nothing that happens. So it's not, (laughs) so it's not gory enough. Well, this, this dude's going to love alien resurrection. (laughs) It's just some blurs, some terrible acting. Completely disagree. The acting is mostly good. I don't think the acting's ever bad. That's one thing we didn't talk about. I don't think the acting's ever bad. Uh, I think most of the time everyone is um, just very solid. And there's one moment in particular when Ripley walks in to find the remainder of the crew dead, bloodied and left behind by the alien. She has like her reaction to to seeing that I thought was genuinely fantastic acting from Sigourney Weaver. It was very genuine. Mm. Um, uh, the characters were total cliches and complete cliches. They're, it's in space. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is a, this is such a cliche space crew. I, I think I think what he means is the characters. He's seen them before. Mm. Uh, in other films, but I think it kind this, of meant to I think be. This cunt forgets that this film probably did it first. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. He probably saw Event Horizon before this and then it's like, it's fucking ripping off Event it's Horizon. It's just a fucking rip off of Event Horizon. <laughs> okay. Um, the characters were total cliches and completely uninteresting ones that that. I didn't care once about what was going to happen to them. I was just praying they all died and the film ended an hour before it was supposed to. Imagine if that happened. Like the movie <laughs> ends, they all die an hour in and the credits just roll for an hour. And he's like, well, oh, thank God. That'd be fucking wild. Okay. Um, I was hoping the movie out and ended before it was supposed to. The film wasn't remotely suspenseful or engaging. A lot of scenes were unintentionally laughable because of how absurd they were. Like the one in the picture above. I don't have that. Yeah, no. Or because of how contrived and idiotic they were. Like Ash being a robot. Damn, I'm sounding more and more like this guy as he goes on. As much as I want to give this film a below average rating though, there's no denying that its technical aspects are phenomenal. The art direction and makeup completely revolutionized science fiction and the cinematography is ingenious. But when all is said and done, I was just bored to tears and extremely disappointed. This kind of sounds like what I've been going on about. And I hate that I sound like this guy. Yeah, I'd, but like, um, why? Okay, you need to unpack why you feel like this guy. Because this guy just shat. He basically said the story sucks. The characters are unrelatable. Mm. There's no tension. Do you really agree with this guy? Do you really think the only good things about it are the technical aspects? No, I just think that they are easily the best things. And also the simple plot is, um, is not, a, is not a bad thing. Um, no. it would have been, would have been dumb for it to be any more complicated than it is. Well, the, the bit that you said you wanted to cut out with the robot, <laughs> I changed my mind. Know, we know, argued I, about it I, and then I changed my I know, mind. But that part does give it a bit more of a scope and a bit more of an understanding of the world than it just being. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's cause it's like, it is kind of like a, like a cliche slasher film almost, but like you said before, it's everything layered on top of it. It's how seriously they take it, how much care and uh, how much care is put into um, world building. Um, and of course, you know, the, the technical achievements, mm -hmm. which I think do are easily the best part of it. Um, but it does do it. It does go, do a good job of building tension. Like when that shit burst out of the dude's chest, I was still like, damn, you know, and I've seen that, I've seen that shit so many times, but they do such a good job of building to that, you know, that it's still rewatchable. Ultimately, the point I'm trying to make is that if I had to recommend it to somebody who'd never seen it, it would depend on the person. If there's some sort of, uh, friggin' movie buff, first of all, I'd wonder why they haven't seen it, if that's the case. Yeah, you'd get, um, you'd be like, why the fuck haven't you seen Alien yeah, yet? Yeah, it would be, you know, yeah, but I'd be like, uh... Well, do you really like, you know, design and cinematography? Then you'll love it. It's a suspense um, film. If you like suspense, you'll like it, I think, you know? Yeah, probably. If you like horror films, definitely check it out. If you really love cinematography and set design and sci-fi, check it out. Uh, if you're looking for an action film, probably skip to Aliens. Yeah. If and you can kind of... 
you dumbass can kind of like sk- me, just you, watch Aliens. You can kind of skip to Aliens. You don't Judge, need to just, see this. Nah. Just watch Bad Boys for Life. Oh, have you seen that? No, is it good? No, I haven't either, but it's got good reviews. Yeah, it's got better reviews than the other two. Yeah. I want to see it. Um, so what you're saying is that you actually more agree with this, with um, Dead 47548, except <laughs> that it's angered him more than you. Yeah, he seemed to really have a bad time. You know, I sat there just just appreciating all the work that went into it. You can tell um, from from every every person involved was very passionate, and they and they worked their ass off to to make it to make it a good product to um you know to to achieve a vision, mm. and they pulled it off successfully. But I am probably not going to watch this movie ever fucking again in my entire life but i will rewatch aliens that's interesting yeah uh so what's your uh final fart rating for this one? Oh, uh, okay because i'm going off of like uh you know achievements i guess no, you gotta no you gotta you gotta you gotta consider everything oh okay right even my opinion. Of course, your opinion. That, that that's what that's what your fart rating is. It's not you can't okay. you can't just okay. go. Oh yes, well of course because this film is a well. Right, sorry, film. I don't take the fart rating seriously enough. Well, this then, gets a nine out of ten farts. Really? This see, I, I find it interesting that you seem to have more of an issue with this, but yet you're giving it more farts than me. I give it eight out of ten farts. It loses. It loses one because it's, uh, because of me. I am the fault in the movie. If I was if I was smarter, I would enjoy it more. But mm. I'm smart enough to be able to see that this is a masterclass. Mm. Yeah, I, I give it eight out of ten. It's um. It's, again, all of the elements of design, the casting, the acting is fantastic. But it is, it is at the end of the day, a pretty basic run-of-the-mill horror film. You know, it's it's an interesting one. It, it's come up with an excellent monster. It's come up with something that's become so iconic. I'm sure there are kids that have fucking bedsheets with this shit on it, or at least at some <laughs> point did. Do you know what I mean? Like the Freddy yeah. Krueger effect. Yeah, when we were watching the film, uh, I was I was thinking about like when this when this first came out to now when you probably have yeah like breakfast cereals with the picture of the xenomorph on it. I had a toy when I was six. Of yeah, okay. I had a fucking figurine of an alien, you know, and I didn't know what the fuck it was, but I I had one, you know. Yeah, I got yeah. handed it down from my brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know it's everything about it's iconic cinematography everything's perfect but at the end of the day it's not really saying too much to me we didn't really unpack the whole rape thing and the whole oral sex thing and the whole vagina yeah i didn't want to get into that because that's whenever people start dissecting the aliens they start talking about sex i don't i don't see it like i i see i see the imagery and i think it helps with the feeling of dread and all that. Yeah, but- I mean, they call the ship mother. There's the alien's head looks like a dick. They walk into the spaceship. It looks like a pussy. Whatever, you perverts. Just, just stop talking about that yeah, stuff. It's scary. It adds to the fear. Um, yeah. But I honestly think you can take certain details like that a bit too far and think about it a little too much. Just enjoy mm-hmm. it for the horror film that it is. The really good one. So yeah, yeah, eight out of ten farts. Anyway, we'll be uh we'll be back later in the week with our uh 
our review of the worst, which is Alien Resurrection. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.